Right, I'm really excited today because we're going to do something quite new, something we've never done before. I hope you're all going to enjoy it. Last week, Karen and Avril shared um, about the things that have been going on in number 12, and they really encouraged us to have hope and to seek God's purpose for, for our lives and for us as a church. Um, it was really good to hear how God's worked through them and through um, the people who based next door to, in establishing ministry to the deaf, and that was really exciting. And we know that God will fulfill his promises to us as a church. And he's going to work miracles, just as he's done in number 12. So today I'm, I'm going to return to Nehemiah, chapter 3, that Henry brought to us um, at the morning and evening prayer meetings on Zoom um, that we had on the 6th of August. And I think we're, we're probably fairly familiar with this story, how Nehemiah, who's one of the many exiles, he hears that Jerusalem is in a really bad way. The walls are broken down, the gates are burned, and he, he's really saddened by this. But he finds favor with the king and is able to go back and rebuild and have all the materials that he needs to do that. So he secretly surveys the walls at night, and then he inspires all the people to start building and rebuilding. So the, the analogy to, to us as a church is quite clear, but actually to all churches, you may not be part of here, yeah, I know we've got some lovely visitors today, but actually post-COVID, all churches are thinking, hmm, we've got to get back together and start building things again and start getting back to well, not normal, we want a new normal, whatever's, you know, new means new, whatever it is, we want to build towards that. So, you should have been given a piece of paper as you came in, so can I see all those bits of, there should be one for each couple or family, if, if there weren't quite enough for every individual, but I know Sarah did a good job at handing them all out. So you, you don't realise that those bits of paper are actually um, bricks or stones for building. Um, each one is a verse from Nehemiah chapter 3. You might have realised that, or you might not. And uh, you have a new name today. It might be Meshlam or Zadok or some really complicated name that I'm going to struggle to say. Because uh, there are a number of chapters in Nehemiah where they're just lists of names. And if you're like me, when you're reading it, you get to those lists and you think, oh, I can't be doing with that. And, and you skim through to the end. I just want the story. I don't want all those names. But actually, some of the lists have got amazing, interesting little details in them. And, and obviously, they're there to teach us something as well, the whole list. So... We're going to do something together. We're going to create a prophetic declaration. Somebody's excited. <laughs> it's new. It's not something we've done before. So just go with it. New means new. So I'm going to read out Nehemiah 3. You'll be relieved to know you don't have to read what's on your card. When I get to your stone or your brick... I'm asking you, please, if you're able to, to stand up. I know some people can't, in which case, just give me a wave if you can't stand up. Obviously, I'll read it as quickly as I can. I will include the verse numbers 
because um, you might not be able to listen out for that really weird name, but you should each have the number of the verse on it. And uh, so when I get to you, I may not pronounce the names right. Hey, never mind. Um, but just uh, stand up and uh, let's listen and watch. Listen and watch what happens. Is that okay? Are we? We're all on board with that. All right, so listen and watch. Here we go. Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 1. Eliashib, the high priest, and his fellow priests went to work and rebuilt the sheep gate. They dedicated and set its doors in place, building as far as the Tower of the Hundred, which they dedicated, and as far as the Tower of of Hananel. Verse 2. The men of Jericho built the adjoining section, and Zachar, son of Imri, built next to them. Oh, thank you. I don't know. Couldn't remember who I'd given it to. Verse 3, the fish gate was rebuilt by the sons of Hassinar. They laid its beams, put its doors and bolts and bars in place. Well done. 4, Merimoth, son of Uriah, the son of Haikoz, repaired the next section. Next to him, Meshulam, son of Berikar, the son of Mezabel, made repairs and, sorry, and next to him, Zadok, son of Barna, also made repairs. Have we got Zadok, son of Barna? All right. The next section, this is five, the next section was repaired by the men of Tekoa, but their nobles would not put their shoulders to the work under their supervision. Six, the Sheshanar gate was repaired by Joyada, son of Pasia, and Meshulam, son of Berodiah. They laid its beams and put its doors with its bolts and bars in place. Seven, next to them, repairs were made by men from Gibeon and Mizpah. Melatiah of Gibeon and Jadens of Meronoth, places under the authority of the governor of Trans-Euphrates. Eight, Uziel, son of Harahiah, one of the goldsmiths, repaired the next section. And Hananiah, one of the perfume makers, made repairs next to that. They restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Nine, Rephaiah, son of Hur, ruler of a half-district of Jerusalem, repaired the next section. Ten, adjoining this, Jediah, son of Harumaph, made repairs opposite his house. And Hattush, son of Hashaniah, made repairs next to him. 11. Melachiah, son of Harim, and Hashub, son of Pahoth Moab, repaired another section and the Tower of the Ovens. I hope people are standing up because I'm. Yes. Keep standing. Yes, yes. Once you've stood up, keep, don't, don't sit down again. You've got strong legs. You're a builder of the wall. <laughs> Okay, um, where have I got to? Um, I've done, yeah, the Tower of the Ovens. Twelve, Shalom, son of Halohesh, ruler of a half-district of Jerusalem, repaired the next section with the help of his daughters. Thirteen, the valley gate was repaired by Hanan and the residents of Zenoa. They rebuilt it and put its doors with their bolts and bars in place. They also repaired a thousand cubits of the wall as far as the Dung Gate. 14. The Dungate was repaired by Malik Jar, son of Rekar, ruler of a district of Beth Hakarim. He rebuilt it and put its doors with its bolts and bars in place. 15. 
The fountain gate was repaired by Shalon, son of Kolozhuese, ruler of the district of Mizpah. He rebuilt it, roofing it over and putting its doors and bolts and bars in place. He also repaired the wall of the pool of Shalom, well done, by the garden, king's garden, as far as the steps going down from the city of David. 16. Beyond him, Nehemiah, son of Azbuk, ruler of a half-district of Bethzur, made repairs up to a point opposite the tombs of David as far as the artificial pool and the house of the heroes. 17. Next to him, the repairs were made by the Levites under Rahum, son of Bani. Beside him, Hashabiah, ruler of half the district of Keilah, carried out repairs for his district. 18. Next to him, the repairs were made by their fellow Levites under Binui, son of Henadad, ruler of the other half district of Keilah. 19. Next to him, Ezra, son of Jeshua, ruler of Mizpah, repaired another section from a point facing the uh, ascent to the armory as far as the angle of the wall. 20. Next to him, Barak, son of Zabai, je- zealously repaired another section from the angle of the, to the entrance of the house of Eliashab, the high priest. Who, who's the zealous person? Oh, well done. Yes. 21. Next to him, Merimoth, son of Uriah, the son of ha- Hakoz, repaired another section from the entrance of Eliashib's house to the end of it. Where's that person? Well done, you've done two lots of repairing that person. 22, the repairs next to him were made by the priests from the surrounding region. 23, beyond them, Benjamin and Hashub made repairs in front of their house. And next to them, Azariah, son of Malsai, the son of Ananiah, made repairs beside his house. 24, next to him, Binui, son of Henadad, repaired another section from Azariah's house to the angle in the corner. 25, and Palal, son of Uzai, worked opposite the angle of the tower projecting from the upper palace near the courts to the guard. Well done. Next to him, Pediah, son of Parosh, 26, and the temple servants living on the hill of Ophel made repairs up to a point opposite the water gate towards the east and the projecting tower. 27. Next to them, the men of Tekoa repaired another section from the great projecting tower to, to the wall of Ophel. 28, above the horse gate, the priests made repairs, each in front of his own house. 29, next to them, Zadok, son of Immer, made repairs opposite his house. Next to him, Shemaiah, son of Shechaniah, the guard at the east gate, made repairs. 30, next to him, Hananiah, son of Shelemiah, and Hanun, the sixth son of Zalaf, repaired another section. Next to them, Meshulam, son of Becherah, made repairs opposite his living quarters. 31. Next to him, Malkijar, one of the goldsmiths, made repairs as far as the house of the temple servants and the merchants, opposite the inspection gate and as far as the room above the corner. 32. And between the room above the corner and the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and merchants made repairs. Where are you? The very last ones to stand. Well done. If you're not stood up, I'd, you, I don't know why you're not building. <laughs> but isn't that amazing? Did you see? Did you, did you hear? Did you hear all those weird names? But did you see as people um, had their, their card, they, they stood up? And we are all building. We are all part of this. And no, nobody's excluded. We can all be part. And what an amazing picture that is.
Now, there's lots of other things you could say about this chapter, lots of lovely details, but I'm not going to talk anymore. Uh, if you've got something you'd like to share from having seen and heard this, then I would love you to come out and share it. And obviously, if you've got other things that you want to share, then please, please do. So, over to, you are allowed to sit down now. <laughs> so anybody would like to come and share? You, you know, it's not a, it might be about your particular card or it might be about what we've all done. Well done, Sandra, with all those names. I'm so glad that was you doing that, not me. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just a little detail in the one that we had, and it said, next to them, Azariah, son of Messiah, the son of Ananiah, made repairs beside his house. And what struck me about that was it was seemingly very small. It was just at the side of where he was, and, and that for us, that could mean literally your next-door neighbour that you see something really nearby. What are you going to do? to bring church to your next-door neighbour? How are you going to build that wall? How are you going to build those connections? How are you going to be the hands and feet of Jesus to provide that, that, that support to them and encourage them to become part of the body of Christ? Um, so, yeah, it's just tiny little details of words, like Sandra said, but it's in the detail. God's always in the detail, and it isn't always the massive, shining new temple, this big thing. It, they were just little repairs, they were just small, seemingly trivial, but it's so relevant and it was chosen to be put in the word of God for a reason. So we mustn't discount those tiny little details that are seemingly trivial. Yeah, I just love the way that uh, everyone got involved and they weren't doing what came naturally to them, most of them. They saw the need and they said, yeah, I'm up for it. I mean, having the goldsmiths and the, and the, and the priests, you know, and some, someone with his daughters, it's not what they would naturally do, but, uh, but they didn't hold back. They saw it needed to be done and they, and they got on with it. It's good. <laughs> I have three sons. Lego and Duplo were really important. When you're building, when you're building, this is a wall. This is a wall. They've got to be interlocked. So you've got to work with your neighbours. You've got to interact with other people. You've got to join your walls together. So this week, we had the opportunity for having tea parties. It was brilliant. It gave us the excuse to get our tea set out that we've had at Christmas, uh, at our wedding, and have never used. It was brilliant. But it's interacting. And, you know, COVID's made it difficult, but it's becoming easier. We need to interact with each other. We need to all do our bit, but it's got to join together. I've had it really strongly on my heart this week, and it's so interesting that everyone has said that, you know, we're coming together as a church, and it's brilliant. But I feel like a lot of you here are looking at a lot of the empty seats here, and you're thinking, and it's making your heart sad. And while we were at worship team on Tuesday and we were practicing, we just spent five, ten minutes just touching into God and seeing what he was said. And I got this picture of 
invitations on every one of these empty seats, and that we can't be saddened by the empty seats because God has put them there for a reason. They're not empty, they're an invitation. God is inviting other people to join us and us to grow as a church. So it's key that we work together and we stand together and we build each other's houses up. Because at the end of the day, when we are together and we are family, whether there's 10 of us or whether there's 50 of us, we create a reflection of God's image and that will attract people. So these aren't empty seats. These are seats that God has made empty so he can place invitations on them. So I encourage you to speak to people like um, thing you said, interaction is so important, but it's not just in this circle, it's not just in this church body, it's out there with anyone we're connected with, it's out there with anyone, because God resides in our heart, and he resides in our heart for us to share him with the world. So these aren't empty seats, I feel really strongly about this, these are inv- invitations to speak to our circles of friends, secular, non-secular, Christian, whatever, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we shouldn't be saddened by empty chairs, we should be encouraged we should be encouraged that there's invitations on those chairs and invitations for us to go out and speak to other people and show people who we are and who God is in us. And I think that's really key. We need to build our church back as ourselves, but we can do that by adding extra bricks. Thank you. That is absolutely awesome, Josh. And I also think it's a time of us getting used to where we're at You know, God doesn't overwhelm us. So having this time for us to grow and develop and learn as a church gives us time. If we had a full church, it might be a little bit hard for us at the minute, but it's going to come. It's going to come. So I've just got something I want to share with you. This is a letterbox. You might have seen it over the last couple of weeks. But God put it on my heart that some people have got things they want to say or they want to pray for or words to bring or something. And this is a space where you can put those words and those prayers and we will pray for you pray for you and some people are frightened to come up forward and say what they need to say what's on their heart but we want to know what's on your heart so here's another op- opportunity for you to do that and it's it's a bit bare at the moment it's needing to be decorated and people have got ideas in what to do with that um so this will be here every week for you just to post your prayers or your thoughts or whatever in there and we will take those away and we'll be praying for you thank you Um, just with what Karen shared, um, just felt to encourage people to believe really big things by putting something in there that you might think you're hiding or, oh, that feels a bit small just doing it like that. Um, and God's just reminded me of an amazing, powerful, miraculous testimony of doing just that. Um, oh, how many years ago? It must be 15 years ago because my nephew is 15 years old. So maybe 16 years ago. Um, we'd been up in Scarborough, my husband and I, and um, it was really on my heart. I knew that there were fertility issues with my brother and his wife. And we'd happened to look around this little tiny church in Whitby. Um, and there was a little space to post a little prayer request. And I felt so strongly, I need to write about my brother and his wife. And I need to um, seek prayerful support for that miracle, for James to be born. Uh, well, I didn't know it was James then. Um, but obviously, and I wrote it, and I just really felt, now you be in faith 
that great things are going to come from that. There are people that I don't even know who they are, and it doesn't matter because it's the channel to God, and people are standing and praying. And not long after that, um, my sister-in-law became pregnant, and she had James, and she actually then went on to have another child. So I just want to say that's a testimony that of great things and God can do that again so we don't need to wait for the first one to go in there because that's happened before and so we can build on that and see really really miraculous things come do you see my sign language (laughs) Um, thank you all who shared thank you Sandra for what you brought Um, we're going to pray for a special young man who's been amongst us for a while, but he's, he's moving on to something um, that's going to be life-changing, I'm sure. So, Tim, would you like to come out, please? And whilst Tim's coming out, I just want to say that you know, Jesus will build his church, uh, and we can choose to partner with him or choose not to but he will build his church. And I think he'll build it quicker if we, if we choose to partner with him. You know, so there's a challenge to us all to, to, do, to play our part in seeing God's kingdom come. Tim's going to be doing that um, over the next 12 months. Tim, would you like to just share with the church what you're going into? Yeah. Um, so I've applied now for... So it's been, I think, a process of about four months since I first applied for it. It's a year-long program for uh, LL Ministries. That's um, E-L-L-E-L Ministries. And uh, it's, it's designed to be something like a gap year program where I'll be studying in, um, and also working. Um, so it's something like I'll have a mentor I'll have a program where I'll, uh, we, we'll go deeply into the scriptures, um, but also I'll be working full-time. So, um, so, yeah, I'm actually really excited about it because, because it's something that I think is going to be very key for me since I've, uh, it, it's a ministry that's been in, in my home country years ago, and I know that they're trusted, and I know that they're, um, I know that they're a place that actually builds people. Um, a, a bit more actually about the, the ministry. They, they are a ministry that serves the church. Um, they do various semin- seminars on different topics, and um, I think that their ministry is built around uh, Luke 9, verse 11. Um, which is that Jesus welcomed the people, um, he healed those in need, and uh, and did everything. I mean, I'm sort of paraphrasing here, but but the verse is saying that he did everything to to be kind towards people, and um, and so yes, I'm excited about about my time there, and I'm excited about about um, everything that I'm gonna learn during that time. Thank you, Tim. Um, we really appreciate you and, and, and value what you've been doing here. So before we pray for Tim, uh, I just want to read him 
Tim, Timothy, all right? Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4. This is what Paul said to young Timothy, okay? Um, Timothy, in the presence of our God and our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who is destined to judge both the living and the dead by the revelation of his kingdom, I solemnly instruct you to proclaim the word of God and stand upon it no matter what. Rise to the occasion and preach when it's convenient and when it's not convenient. Amen. Preach in full expression of the Holy Spirit with wisdom and patience as you instruct and teach people. And you know, this is a very encouraging scripture. And we as a church want to stand with you. We want to cheer you on. And we want to pray that as you go representing the church family here, you know, just be faithful to God as you have been. We thank you for what you've been doing. You and Ruth, uh, I know at some point, Ruth will be, will be coming in there as well. But we just want to honor you and say, you know, God bless you. And, and we're cheering you on. And we'll still be here, okay? So uh, let's just pray. Father God, we just want to release Tim as he goes over to study and to minister in your harvest field. Lord, we pray that may you grant him wisdom, may you grant him understanding, may you open up doors that he does not see yet. We pray, Heavenly Father, that may you increase and enlarge his tent for you and his heart for service, Lord. We pray that may he find favor wherever he goes in Jesus' name. And we ask that, Lord, may you honor him and just Give him the inhabitment that he needs. So we want to release him and pray a special blessing upon him. That may you go before him, may you go with him, and go after him in the name of Jesus. We thank you for Tim's family. We pray, Lord, for them as they remain behind. That they will continue, Lord, to cheer him on as we do. We thank you for the part that he plays in the family and in this church family. So we release him and commend him to your service. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, there's a little instruction in here, okay, that's coming from the church family for you, all right? There's a little instruction that will come, we'll follow on on after that. So, God bless you. Um, if you have a word, just one or two people, very quickly, if, you know, by praying for Tim, or you want to say a quick word for Tim, just one person. I'll just do a quick one. There you go. Thank you. thinking about it. Um, there's another um, verse from the, from the letter Paul wrote to Timothy, the second letter to Timothy in chapter one, where Paul says, for the spirit God gives us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And that, that, that verse is for us all. You know, we all need to take that on board. But I think in the, for this new season for you, Tim, that's especially um, pertinent to, what, to, to, to you. So just pray that you will have, um, you have that spirit of power of love and self-discipline and that you will, you, you, you will complete all that God has for you in the next 12 months. And, and that you will, at the end of that 12 months, you will know what the next steps are. It's not just a 12 months in isolation. It's a 12 months that's going to prepare you for the future. So we just, we just bless you and we just honour you for all that you've done. And we look forward to hearing the testimonies 
that you, you, you'll be bringing back to us uh, in the future. So thank you, Tim. Thank you. Don't go anywhere, Tim. Okay. I, I just want to commend this man to you. He's not a young man. He's a, he's a great man in God. Since he's been amongst us, his heart has been to serve. Every week, no matter whether he's been on duty as a steward, it's always, Graham, what can I do this week? That's his heart, to serve the people of God. It's always been. You may look at him and think he's very young, but in his heart, he's a great man. He's mature. He's, he's been displaying those qualities which we all attain to. So I really commend this man to you. He's a great man of God. Amen. God will open doors before you that no one can shut. And he will open treasures, bring, he will bring forth treasures out of the darkness for you. It's somewhere in Isaiah, I'll write it down. <laughs> Just one final thing, you know, when I, when I first came to ANCL, this is the young man that encouraged me to come into blocks, believe it or not. Okay? So when I first came to blocks, he was youngest then, so he was looking for another young man like me. <laughs> he told me that. No, he didn't, you know. But just to encourage you that he's got a spirit of encouragement. He's got a spirit of encouragement. So, so you know... Um, Let's, yeah, let's just bless and honor him. Thank you so much, Amen. Tim. Thank you. Gwen, do you want to come in? Hello. Um, I'm just going to share a song. Um, this song was written by uh, a sister in the Lord, Kate Ross, and it really encourages me and I hope it will encourage you and I hope it will be a prayer to you and as well as to Tim as we've been praying for you, hope that will be your prayer as well. And um, the song is Father God, How I Adore You. And I don't know, um, my brother Jawad will try and just um, play the guitar. We haven't practiced it together, but hey ho, God is faithful, so. <laughs> <clears throat> Father God, how I adore you, always faithful, ever new. And Father God, how I applaud you for your mercies ever new. And all I ask is for your glory to be seen within my life. And all I ask is for your presence to surround me at all times. Mighty God, I've come to praise you for all the works that you have done. 
and mighty God have come to worship from an ever grateful heart. And all I ask is for your glory to be seen within my life. And all I ask is for your presence to surround me at all times. Holy God, a day is coming when I will meet you face to face. And Holy God, receive the fullness of all you are through saving grace. And all I ask is for your glory to be seen within my life. And all I ask is for your presence to surround me at all times. Yes, all I ask is for your glory to be seen within my life. And all I ask is for your presence to surround me at all times. Lord, all I ask is for your presence to surround me at all times. <laughs>